0: hello welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with come follow me I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 2 episode 266 of this daily study podcast thank you for joining us today as we consider well, we begin the study of September the 21st to September the 27th third Nephi 12 to 16 I am the law and the light uh, and today we're going to begin uh, going through what is a very packed uh, section of scripture. Uh, We're looking um, in 3rd Nephi 12 to begin with, uh, with the title, The Saviour's Teaching Show Me How to Be a True Disciple. But we'll also consider, Blessed are those who believe without seeing, for this is covered in 3rd Nephi 12, 1-2. So, Jesus begins a sermon at the temple. And this is known as the Sermon at the Temple, for it was done at the temple. Uh, But it also relates to the Sermon on the Mount and the Sermon on the Plains. Uh, which is found in the New Testament. And what we do here is we learn about how um, to become a true disciple. Uh, And I think that it's interesting because, you know, some people in the past have criticised the Book of Mormon as as plagiarism uh, and as not revelation or a record, because in this part of the Book of Mormon, we get some uh, very similar statements to what we find in the Sermon on the Mount in the New Testament, and first of all, I guess the point should be made that, well, you know, of course, you know, when the Savior comes to his people or, or other people um, of Israel who have been scattered and visits with them, why would he teach very different things to them? Of course, they there are going to be very similar teachings that he teaches. But interestingly, there are some differences as well, uh, which we can analyze over the coming days. Uh, but to begin with, um, he starts with a as He begins the sermon by saying, This blessed are ye if ye shall give heed unto the words of these twelve whom I have chosen from among you to minister unto you and to be your servants. And unto them I have given power that they may baptize you with water. And after ye are baptized with water, behold, I will baptize you with fire and the Holy Ghost. Therefore, blessed are ye if ye shall believe in me and be baptized after that ye have seen me and know that I am. Straight away kind of once he has given his three main messages before he begins his sermon, which is who he is, um, what they have to do or, or instituting the baptism, the ordinance of baptism amongst them, and also that they need to be unified. The first thing he teaches is his gospel, which is have faith, which he says, "If ye shall believe in me. Uh, he doesn't mention repentance so much in this verse, but it's, it is going to come very soon. Uh, in fact, he talks about remission of sins in the second verse uh, and then baptism and the gift of the Holy Ghost. Again, what you would expect him to teach. Um, I think before we continue, I'm going to have I'm going to share this quote by uh, Bruce R. McConkie. He said, quote, this sermon is a recapitulation, a summary and a digest of what man must do to gain salvation, and the eternal concepts in it are so stated that hearers and readers will get out of it as much as their personal spiritual capacity permits. To some, it will point the way to further investigation, to others, it will confirm and reconfirm eternal truths already learned from the scriptures and from the preachers of righteousness of their day. And to those few whose souls burn with the fires of testimony, devotion, and valiance, it will be as the rending of heavens. Light and knowledge beyond carnal comprehension will flow into their souls in quantities that cannot be measured. Every man must judge and determine for himself the effect this sermon will have upon him, Close quote. So there's the challenge there, listeners. Uh, if uh, you know we want to be able to receive as much out of this as we can, we need to have the spirit with us to burn within our hearts so that we can try and gain a further insight. But continuing on, so the saviour is obviously teaching here that we are blessed if we um, believe and and follow these steps and listen to the words of His appointed uh, ministers, His disciples for those people. But uh, today, the words of the living prophets and apostles. But in verse two, it says, "And again, more blessed are they who will believe in your words, because ye shall testify that ye have seen me and that ye know that I am." Yea, blessed are they who shall believe in your words and come down in the depths of humility and be baptised, for they shall be visited with fire and the Holy Ghost and shall receive a a remission of their sins. So here is saying that it's wonderful if you listen to my sayings and do these steps, but it's even more wonderful and they are blessed that believe just in your testimony that I came to you and do these things, which is everyone else, which is us today. Um, We are blessed if we do this uh, and listen. To those promptings from the Holy Ghost. Uh, Boyd K. Packer says this, quote, We can even retain remission of our sins. Baptism by immersion is for the remission of sins. That covenant can be renewed by partaking of the sacrament each week. The atonement has practical, personal, everyday value. Apply it in your life. It can be activated so simple about a beginning as prayer. You will not thereafter be free from trouble and mistakes, but can erase the guilt through repentance and be at peace. Close quote. I love how you know we can just access the powers of heaven through as simple a, a simpler beginning as prayer. Uh, we just need to begin that process. We need to be humble and realise we need the saviour in our lives to change us, to make us better. And then once he does begin this process, we then see the outcomes, the fruits uh, from what he teaches now. He then goes into um, the the well-known verses of blessed, be, blessed are the poor in spirits, blessed are they who mourn, blessed are the meek. Uh, blessed are they who, who do th- hunger and thirst after righteousness. And of course, the blessings with these things are are huge. Um, and to be honest, I couldn't do justice uh, to, to cover each individual one and talk about it in detail because, well, that would take a good two episodes of this entire week and we've got so much to get through. But I do you know urge you to study these things and ponder them in your heart and think first of all you know how am I doing with these things I think when I was listening to these Beatitudes when I first remember listening to them I always imagined uh, and I suppose it was kind of fueled by the fact that when I was reading these in the book in the um, kind of children's readers so not the Book of Mormon reader but necessarily but in the New Testament when the Saviour does teach this these principles They're broken down into individual parts and there's a different picture with each one. And so I imagined that an individual, you know, may have these things separately and be blessed. But actually, this is all about being a true disciple. uh, These beatitudes to be poor in spirit, to be meek and mourn with those. Um, In verse seven, it says, and blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. And I think this is a a particular one, that true disciples of Jesus Christ are merciful. And you'll notice that I'm using that sentence beginning, uh, true disciples of Jesus Christ. The manual suggests that we do this um, and outline the things that true disciples do with that sentence beginner. So it's it's a really good uh, verse to really keep in mind this one, because I think that if we are merciful, then a lot of these things will come into place. Uh, Gordon, President Gordon B. Hinckley uh, said this about mercy, mercy quote, Let us be more merciful. Let us get the arrogance out of our lives, the conceit and the egotism. Let us be more compassionate, gentler, filled with forbearance and patience and a greater respect, of re- measure of respect one for another. In doing so, our very example will cause others to be more merciful and we shall have greater claim upon the mercy of God who in his love will be, more, will be generous towards us. Close quote. We need to be merciful if we seek to uh, receive the great mercy and the undeserved mercy that uh, our Saviour offers us. Uh, And so that is, of course, what he he expects. Um, He then continues to teach the things from the Sermon of the Mount that he also taught, such as um, us being the salt of the earth. And then he teaches about the candle under a bushel, uh, that uh, a candle cannot hide itself, but should give light to all the house. And in verse 16, therefore, let your light so shine before this people that they may see your good works and glorify your father who is in heaven. I found that particularly interesting that he teaches about light and us needing to shine our light and share our light. Uh, Because, of course, you know, in the previous few chapters, there's been a lot of um, emphasis on light, about how he is the light of the world, about how when he was crucified, there was darkness in in the Nephites. Lands for three days, and then the light came. And you know, I think that there's no uh, coincidence there to finish. I want to share this quote by Richard Dilworth Rust, who said, The Saviour's coming to the Nephites out of darkness and great destruction was to them a miracle of light. A man descended out of heaven, dressed in a white robe, and declared, I am the light and the life of the world. In a series of unforgettable instructions, the Saviour taught those who stood before Him at Bountiful to be the light of this people, to realize the light of the body is the eye, and that I am the law and the light. They were also to hold up their light that it may shine unto the world. Close quote. It is important to remember that the light of the world has invited us to be lights unto the world. And whilst our light will obviously not be the same level or standard as His, We are invited, we are commanded, we are expected as a disciple, a true disciple of Jesus Christ, to be that light to others. And so let your light so shine to those that they may see the reflection of him in your countenance. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this study. Uh, Please do join the Facebook group Church Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you're interested in sharing what you've been studying. Uh, and please do email ldstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining me for a future podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening and until we meet again.